welcome to Ways to Flourish. I'm Lindsay Hack. I'm here with Dr. David Dapshi of the Student Health Center. Yes, thank you, Lindsay. It's so good to be here. So can we talk a little bit about depression in particular and situational versus chronic depression? I think it's so important to understand that depression and anxiety, like so many other diseases, um, really really very broad spectrum, right? And the truth is that no one's pain is less important or less um, than another's necessarily, but everyone experiences depression and anxiety in a very unique way. And I do think there is one, uh, there's a couple, you know, distinct or distinctions that I think are worth making. And one is what we call situational depression, sometimes referred to as adjustment disorder. Um, and then we have sort of some of the more chronic uh, mental health issues, like chronic major depression, bipolar disorder, generalized anxiety disorder. So OCD, for example. Um, and I think that for some folks, the chronicity and the intensity of, of the depression or the anxiety can be a little bit more difficult to treat. It can be more refractory to treatment. Um, we have found that about 50% of what we call severe mental health disorders actually happen by age 14, and about 75% happen by early to mid-20s, okay? So situational depression, on the other hand, is, is, more, is more common, okay? And, and, and you can think of it like this. Situational depression, um, we can actually look at a specific event that's happened in somebody's life. It could be a traumatic uh, event, such as the loss of a loved one, loss of a pet, a divorce, uh, the end of a relationship, right? physical health issue that arises. All of these are what we call situational stressors. And you know, while we might be able to cope with one situational stressor, if several of them are piled on at once, we may feel overwhelmed. Where the individual can very readily and very easily point to something and say, this is what's upsetting to me. This is what's bothering me. I don't feel like I have any control over it and I'm powerless to change it. And that's causing me to feel the way that I do. So that's really a situational depression. I would argue that almost all of us have had some element of that, right? Where we can actually point to something and say, this is just a terrible thing. I wish I could change it, but I can't. And, you know, I, I feel, I'm feeling badly about it. Now, grieving is not the same, obviously. You know, just because something bad happens in our life doesn't mean we're situationally depressed. But sometimes when the feelings linger, that can result in what we call situational depression. Situational depression tends to be very treatable with talk therapy or other, other forms of cognitive behavioral therapy and with medication, okay? And sometimes we decide to take a more integrated approach or use both modalities. Sometimes one person will choose one or, or they'll choose the other. Kind of depends on what's right for the individual. But yeah, so situational depression, more common, more acute, tends to be treatable and it tends to you know, respond to treatment and doesn't always recur. You know, chronic depression, like I said, folks who have struggled with depression and anxiety since a very early age are unfortunately more likely to struggle with it in a more chronic way. And again, it, it does not mean that that's, that's a state of affairs it will always be, but it does mean that you know, sometimes individuals need more intensive and more longer term therapy. They may require longer term medication. Uh, in the case of bipolar, sometimes that's, you know, a medication that you stay on for a long time. I never say lifelong because, you know, things do change. But, um, but I think it's an important distinction to understand that for some folks, unfortunately, it is a chronic recurring relapsing condition. Um, and for others, it's a little bit more of an acute situation. You think about it, you, you know, like I hate to use the analogy of cancer, but like, you know, some people have an acute skin cancer, they have it removed and that's the end of it. 
Other people have other types of cancer and they may have recurrences over many, many years and it continues to you know, recur over time. So the treatment is, like I said, largely the same. It's really a question of you know, how long it lasts. And again, sometimes with chronic major depression, um, we find that you know, relapses are not entirely uncommon. So when you're talking about someone who is living with chronic depression, it could be waves of up and down. It's not like I always feel constantly depressed, or or is it both and? You have, you know, a consistent feeling of. Well, we use the term chronic dysthymia sometimes when people are kind of feeling maybe less than what we would think is uh, being ideal or optimal over time. But as a general rule, you know, um, even people who have major chronic depression are going to experience periods of uplifted mood and and it may have hopefully long periods um, of remission, right? So, you know, left untreated chronic depression can result in, yeah, years and years of of disability and and, and feeling feeling poorly. The general course of chronic depression is that it does wax and wane, right? And I think the goal of the healthcare community and of the individual really should be, how do I get a handle on this so that it is as minimally disruptive to my life as it possibly can be. And again, through appropriate therapy, healthy lifestyle behaviors, medication therapy, a lot of these people can can enjoy long, healthy, and very happy lives. Yeah, and right the, now, there's this mental health crisis that's coming up and emerging. So, so much situational depression is arising right now in a, a wide spectrum of response to what's going on in the world. But really... I think that the biggest thing for people to understand is that, yeah, this is hard for all of us right now, right? And so that understanding, too, there's, there are people who, even after this you know, time in our life passes, and hopefully when we get to that point where we move past that pandemic, hopefully some of these feelings will move on. And then with the chronic and ongoing, what would you recommend? Just continuing on those paths of treating the body, the mind, medication as needed. Absolutely. I think that the key is to understand there are going to be, there are aspects of mental health that are outside of our control, right? We know that some people have chronic um, mental health illnesses that they go beyond just healthy life choices. But I think if you arm yourself with those healthy life choices, keeping your body physically healthy, because the mind-body connection is so strong, you know, keeping yourself physically healthy through those basic building blocks of wellness, good exercise, good nutrition, good rest, staying socially connected, volunteerism, laughing, all those things that actually we know lead to better physical health. I think those things can only help us as we as we work on the mental health part of things and understand that, you know, we are living in an increasingly complex time, right? And with increasingly uh, large numbers of demands being placed on each and every one of us, and those of us who have situational depression, we may be able to cope um, and see resolution of our symptoms through short-term therapy, short-term medication, and healthy lifestyle choices. And those of us with chronic uh, mental health issues, we may find ourselves obligated to recognizing that it's an ongoing battle for us. But the key is just to persevere and to continue you know, to work in conjunction with whether it's a therapist or a doctor, um, and also just kind of staying, you know, staying socially involved and developing those meaningful relationships that, you know, that just create good physical health otherwise, yeah. Yeah, making that conscious choice every day. Yeah. So if there was someone listening who 
was living with chronic depression and maybe hadn't taken those steps to go to help, what would that advice be from you to give to them? Yeah, I would say to that person, don't try to do it alone. Understand that you have a lot of control over, over aspects of your life, but at the same time, I think you know the collaborative approach of really sitting down with a trained therapist and sitting down with your physician and having a, you know having an open conversation about your expectations, your concerns, where you think you are, I think will lead to the best outcomes. So I, I just I love the collaborative approach. I love empowering patients to take charge of their health, whether it's mental or physical. And we're we're just happy to be their guide, but clearly they're the ones in a lot of ways steering the wheel. Join us tomorrow as Dr. David Dafshid talks with us about the long-term impacts of stress on the body and some helpful tips on how you can manage your own. 